Billy. Hello. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Fine. Same here. How are you? Very good. Did you like the playlist I was playing on Anagami? Yes, and I, 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 because you, you told me. I mean, I. It was sad to see that you were on freeze. I actually gave you a premium. I mean, I gave you a premium version while waiting. For you, at least, if you want to play, not to get ads. But though, I mean, I'm, I'm grateful if you get ads because, after all, also that that pays the bill. That's true. That's true. I have to admit, I do benefit. From I'm, uh, I I I didn't bring a matte, but I just brewed coffee. So I mean. Ah, okay, nice. Yeah, it's like I'm. My thing is coffee. Is um, coffee not matte? But still, you should you should try. But you've tried it before. Have you tried it? I've I've tried it, but. I'm 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 a coffee aficionado, so I mean I'm not an aficionado of mate, but obviously yeah, I, I like it. I used to drink a lot of coffee, by the way, but I, I switched to mate because I have bad reflux, and and mate is like better antioxidant for the stomach, and I still need my caffeine. So mate apparently is has caffeine between coffee and tea, so more than tea but less than coffee, uh, but it's okay. an antioxidant. Yes. So yeah, I'm sure. I'll- I'm sure the audience would enjoy knowing that. Yeah, yeah. You can find much in, in whatever they are. Yeah, exactly. So, so this this month probably has Thank been for pretty tough me. for you. Uh yes. Uh, honestly, it's tough for all of us. But specifically I I mean, for uh, you, yeah. it's very weird. It's very weird times. I'm going in in Lebanon for Lebanon, and you know, being in Lebanon, and I intentionally wanted to put. Uh, you know, it's like the, those are pictures of Lebanese houses behind me. Uh, they were Lebanese windows, but still, uh, the point is, Lebanon has been core for us and Rami. We've built everything in Lebanon with Lebanon as as a backbone. And suddenly, over the past year, Lebanon is changing. I mean, tremendously. Um, so, and uh, over the last. Uh, you know, for August there was a huge explosion which destroyed a lot of lights and affected a lot of people in Lebanon, including people from our team. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's been hard. Yeah, I'm very sorry. I, I, I know you're you're the only one, maybe, that has such a big team and 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 a company with like the you know your most of your team are still are still in Lebanon. Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, we like uh, roughly eighty percent of our team is in Lebanon, uh, but it, you know you. You always make a lot of mistakes while building companies, and Angami is company number five for me. And company number four, I built it mostly uh, with with a great team, but outsourcing. I mean, not outsourcing. It was my team, but it was based in Belarus. It's a great team, which I still in contact with and respect and everything. But I said next time I want to have a team where I can build face to face. That was previously before COVID, obviously. Uh, so I wanted that particular uh, team spirit that you can only build by being in the same office. Clearly, it could be built uh, remotely. And, you know, we've been migrating rem- remotely and things have been quite good. But let's just say that I did not think that it was possible. And uh, I wanted it to be totally in Lebanon. Because I thought that was part of what I could we could give to Lebanon as a team, me and Eddie. And uh, because we thought and we still think that our biggest export is our brains, is our, uh, is our is the people of Lebanon are the biggest export. I mean, yeah, hummus is probably the next one. But uh, besides that, uh, we are the biggest export. You're one of them, Ray. So and that's why we invested in Lebanon. That's why we invested in Lebanese. Uh, yeah. It's tough I, right I now. I can tell you, yeah, you you you've given much more to the country, and the country has given back to you, unfortunately. Uh, and 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 I know I know how difficult it is to be able to manage uh, a team uh, in Lebanon and the current climate, and it's difficult to blame them because it is a very tough climate to be in, uh, and all the distractions and different things that that are happening. But what are you planning to do now? I mean, are you planning to to have expand your team beyond uh, Lebanon per se, or you plan to like keep I mean, that's, just yeah, I mean, that's clearly very hard uh, uh, to, to take that decision. I think there's a lot of Lebanese being in that hard time, ha- hard decision. I think that we have a song that was just released a few minutes ago, actually, an Arabic song that talks exactly about that hard decision of making 
uh, of making the leap of leaving the country. But I think uh, Angami, uh, Angami has been, you know, the fruit of our labor for the past eight years. And if for a, if to to make Angami succeed and grow and and sustain, we need to leave. Then yeah, by all means, we probably will be. Uh, moving a big chunk of our team outside Lebanon in the next few months. Uh, that's that was where, something. Where, where would you go? Dubai or? I mean, I would. I mean, I would. I mean, I had contemplated that decision several times before, and a lot reached out to us to move uh, to different countries over time. But I, you know, I I said no. But right now. We're, we're going to move, yeah. I mean, we're going to move to UAE. We're going to move our engineering team to Abu Dhabi and our non-engineering team to Dubai. That clearly says that we believe a lot in UAE. Um, I was not a firm believer in UAE, like, you know, many years ago. But over time, I clearly, uh, you know, UAE won me, not the inverse. I gave a lot to Lebanon. Unfortunately, it's not, as you said, it's yeah. not exactly two-way sided, but in, in UAE is mostly, they, uh, UAE gave me, and now I think, I mean, yeah, it makes sense for us. So we're gonna be moving to uh, a, lot, a big chunk of our team uh, to UAE and, uh, sorry, to Abu Dhabi and Dubai. Uh, and uh, we, we, we're interested in that particular split because we believe uh, there's, a, there's a good reason behind everyone. Uh, UAE has been, you know, it's it's the land of opportunity for for people like us uh, coming from and others as well coming from countries where they s- struggle. We we struggle to 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 build uh, success uh, and and businesses and different things in our own countries. Uh, it's, it's kind of like one of the best places to come. And yeah, you you persisted more than anyone, I would say. I mean, we started in Dubai at Step and we opened a Beirut office as an extension. Uh, and yeah, like you said, there's a lot of talent. It's just very difficult to 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 be able to have continuity and momentum uh, within that. Where 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 did you get your talent from? Mostly in, in Lebanon, uh, and how especially engineering talent. You have a great engineering team. Yeah, I mean, and Rami is the team. I mean, I come last. Uh, and the team is, is everything. You know, I've invested in the team. We've worked hard. And the engineering team is what makes a difference uh, for us originally. I mean, yeah, clearly it's an entire team. It's a full thing. But at the beginning, you needed a product. Building a product, which is a music service uh, that would compete eventually with every other service in the world uh, or that would come to the Middle East, clearly, uh, was a, is not an easy thing to do, right? Uh, when we started, we said, okay, right, we'll, we'll figure out uh, the resources, we'll figure out uh, how to build. Uh, and, you know, I, I clearly had the confidence that Lebanon has the right um, talent. I was wrong. I was wrong. Uh, at the beginning, I, I found that we have a lot of talent, but that was not properly adapted to... Um, a mobile service that is a fast-moving mobile service like Angami. Uh, so we were trying to, uh, you know, recruit people who've done good stuff on tech in the Middle in, in Lebanon, sorry, and then move uh, get them to work on our product, our project. It was hard because there was a lot of unlearning to do. Okay, so we found that we had a lot of people that have built so many things, but never a mobile app. Getting them to build the mobile app and to build the scale. Basically, a system that would process million of requests per second uh, is not something that they've done before. So what we decided is we uh, we figure out unlearning is is the hardest thing that you can ever do. Unlearning, not learning. So we actually started recruiting people from universities that had no experience, prior experience whatsoever. I mean, that was the most important thing: no prior experience whatsoever, but smart people, and we taught them. Uh, so clearly, it took a while because we're starting from, uh, you know, from nothing. Uh, so we got a lot, a lot of interns uh, during the summer and tried to, I mean, work with them. And then those interns eventually became part-timers. Those part-timers right now rule Angami. Right? So we started from interns, part-timers, full-timers, and whatever. And now they're leads. Most most of them are leads and uh, 
we've, I think we've had four or five people from the engineering team who had prior experience uh, before joining Angami, and one, I'm one of them. Uh, and I'm proud to say that right now, you know, the average age of the people in Angami is way low because they originally started with us from start, scratch. I tend to increase the average age by far. Uh, but I'm proud of that, of that team. I'm sure that team, you know, a lot of them, a lot of the people that built Amrami, the technical team that built Amrami, still are still in Amrami till the day. There are obviously some who've left. Did you have any of the fresh grads that wanted to go into consulting? Can you convince them to come join Amrami instead? Yeah, I did. I did. I did have that. I did have that, but, but though not as much as I wanted. There were a lot that were originally fascinated by the idea that they will travel a lot and they would immediately we, we, start earning big cash. Uh, with Angami, you ended up, I mean, those people ended up making good money, but originally it was hard for them because they had to learn a lot. So between a consulting business and, and working with Angami at the beginning, if you want to procrastinate, yeah. go consulting. We need, we need to build a movement to convince people to go into tech, not into consulting. I mean, it's a loss of, I mean, I don't have anything against consulting, but I, I just don't feel it's a good, you make a lot of money as an individual and it's good for them, but, but there's no value creation across, you know, the ecosystem. So there's definitely, I feel a lot of I know, engineering students. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we respect everybody, but I, I tend to think that in an, like we've learned in Amrami, that it's rarely an idea that you build, that you come up with, tend to actually work the way you plan it. I mean, not, not, no idea whatsoever, nothing. Uh, the way we planned it ended up being realized exactly. So as a consultant, you plan something, you have like maybe 50 slides or more, uh, planning everything down to the tiny bit of retail, uh, detail, sorry. Uh, and then you, uh, somebody has to implement it, but it's all about the implementation. It's all about uh, the iteration that, okay, you want to launch something, validate it, then launch something else and something else. And then what we've learned is that I come up with an idea or someone comes up with an idea and want to implement it in Rami, it's very rarely, it works as, you know, your intuition says, it works only by, by after testing and checking and, uh, validating with users and doing so many A-B tests and growing and growing and growing. Eventually, that product will be used by millions of people right now. I mean, this month alone, Amrami has been used by over 19 million people this month. And wow. so, I mean, uh, you know, you, you, you don't get to that many people uh, by, by, you know, deciding on something and forcing it down people's uh, throat. You want to validate and you want to you know grow an idea bit by bit and that's why it takes a lot of stamina and it takes a lot uh, it takes first you know something that you need to ignore which is ego you need to uh you know destroy any ego left while building a business and that is immensely important, you know, because you you have to realize that you you need to fail and you need to fail fast to figure out where you're going to succeed. And it took us a lot of time to do that. Yeah, and you're building a, a, a very complex and, and large product. So how do you go about deciding, you know, if you can maybe share some examples on, you know, the different features within your product roadmap that you want to roll out uh, or features to keep versus your, your other competitors and very large competitors, some of them, uh, and the focus on the other side. So making sure you're focused as well uh, on what your super fan base uh, really care about Anrami and like Anrami for. Yeah, so clearly uh, one very important thing is like, you always want to listen to your customers because if you don't listen to them, you're going to end up doing something that nobody uses. Um, but at the same time, you don't want to only listen to them because, you know, if you only listen to them, you're going to end up doing something that so many different customers want so many different things, but nothing that would make business sense. So in terms of uh, you know, it's like, like Henry Ford used to say, I mean, if, if I had asked people what they want, they would have told me faster horses. 
So we wouldn't just ask people, but we want to validate a theory and then test it with people. So back to your question. So we focus on three important things. So we want to innovate. Everybody want to innovate. I mean, there's nothing new about that. But innovation is around three things for us. One, product innovation. Uh, uh, two, business innovation. And three, distribution innovation. So you always have to focus on three, on those three. And focusing on those three is a key when you're launching in any market and is a key to focus on making a differentiation. So when, when, a, when a foreign competitor comes into the region, they're probably going to bring one, two of those things that I just mentioned, but they will never bring those three, never, because they will not have the focus that is important, that is part of your question, to do all three of them. So when we launched as an army, uh, and we, you know, I remember uh, going, you know, a cold emailing people on LinkedIn that just seemed to want to invest in companies. Back, I'm talking back in 2010 when we started on the idea. It was we, we launched in 2012, but we had the idea like a couple of years before, and realized we needed money. And we started asking all those people if they wanted to invest in Amrami because we knew. We're dealing with music labels. We knew we needed money. Uh, we can build the product ourselves, but we needed money for the licenses. Everybody told us, you're not going to be able to do it because, you know, why are you competing with Apple, right? It's easy. Why are you competing with Apple and with whatever else? There was at iTunes time? at that time, right? That mainly like There was like, iTunes, but it was not in the Middle East, right? I mean, yes, okay. it, there was iTunes, but iTunes uh, used to charge a dollar a pop, a dollar a song. But if you had a U.S. credit card and whatever, or you can switch uh, the store, you yeah, can get it. Yeah, it was pretty it. complicated, yeah. It was pretty complicated. So, so it's kind of like those 80-20 rule. It was not 20%. It was even less than that. So there were people on it, but most of the people did not know what is music streaming. Most of the people, I mean, were competing with piracy. We're still competing with piracy. So when people ask me, are you competing with X, Y, and Z? I mean, yeah, first piracy, then tell me about the rest. So piracy is exactly what we were originally competing. We said we want to pirate the pirates by five things. We want to have a product that would be faster. So it would be faster to find a song on Amrami than going on torrents and searching for it. It would have better quality. It would be cheap. It would Where did be... you get all this content when you first started? When oh, you were just starting God. up? With... Yeah. I mean, you know... Uh, when we started, we wanted, call, we wanted to do something totally different than what we ended up doing. I mean, I, mean, I, I still have the original pitch deck. I, I, one day, I'm going to write about that. So originally, Angami was supposed to be called Angram. And Angami was supposed to be purely Arabic, originally. And three, Angami was supposed to be rooms where you can go into a room and see people like, like a room like right now, people listening to you. I mean, a room, people that were playing, let's say, Khaliji music, another room that would be playing, let's say, Egyptian, another room would be playing whatever. So you'd be actually listening to people and you can actually play music and you would be talking to people. I mean, chat. You, you, you were 10 years ahead. This is what's, what's trending now. Yeah, I mean, that was the original pitch uh, of Angami. Uh, I'm going to write about it soon. Uh, but, but the point is, we wanted to do this, and then you tell me, why did you end up doing something irrelevant? I mean, uh, when we started building, we realized that, that we, needed, we needed the basic. We needed to have the music, right? I mean, you cannot make a chat room without, uh, and you know, all of those rooms that I'm talking about without the music. And we needed to have a machine learning system that would actually provide simplistically to pick a song and get the remaining of cues. We need to create playlists so people would actually pick what, what type of music they want to play and everything. We realized we needed to do, uh, you know, like a Lego pieces. You know, you have like all those nice Lego pieces. You can build anything with them, just about anything. You just have to dream it and come. So we realized that we should build a proper music service uh, and then build on top of it what we wanted. At the beginning, we were, were planning and having to be totally web. So those rooms would make a lot of sense on web, like right now. But when we started looking at the business innovation and the distribution innovation, because those I'm coming back to them, we realized that distribution innovation would make sense with telcos, 
right? So it's not about creating a product, but how do you distribute it? I mean, everybody can create great product, but how do you distribute yeah. it? How do you get point? it to people? Yeah. How do you get it to people? We realized that we, uh, at the time, data was growing and voice was going less and less. And, you know, uh, uh, value-added services were starting to be out of shape with the, uh, with the telcos and they wanted differentiation. So we thought if we create a product that would work with telcos, they would allow a distributed with us and that would be the first innovation that we're seeking. To do that, you cannot build it on web, you have to build it on mobile. That's how originally we shifted. And then we realized that we can grow on mobile, there would be a differentiation over here, but we cannot grow on web. Uh, so that was our original distribution innovation. Our original business innovation was to actually, to get your question, convince all those labels they should go with us, right? Because how do you convince Universal, Sony, whatever, Warner, and all the Arabic labels to come to a streaming service? And First, when you're still starting up, you're a nobody. That's one of the challenges of every startup founder. Exactly. Nobody, nobody knows you. Yeah. Now, now C1 it's important. The team is key. When when everybody tells you your team is key, it's it's a point over here. The team, me and Eddie were um, in the team at the time. And when we met labels, we already had worked with them. So that was important because they actually trusted us. Why? Because in a previous business, pre previous business before Amrami, I had made, uh, a, uh, I, I worked with labels to create ringtones for distribution, right? So basically, if you remember those old Nokia ringtones, yeah, yeah, we had yeah. made, we had made uh, distributions with Universal Warner and all of that, and we were distributing those ringtones via multiple services. So they knew us. Went to them and told them, how much are you making in digital revenue in the Middle East? They said, I mean, what revenue? We're making nothing. So it was like, how about I give you money, just straight up on the table, and you, uh, give me rights. I was like, everybody thought we we're stupid. I mean, how come you're paying for uh, paying music labels up front onto something that, I mean, very, very norm, normal that in the region people do not pay for music? He said, okay, we're gonna we're gonna pay you. Do you want to give us license for streaming? I mean, and many of the labels were telling us, what is streaming? Define it. What do you do? What? How do you get it? Right. Clearly, at the time, nobody knew about streaming. We did not invent streaming. It started a few years before, but at the time in 2010, uh, all the, I mean, the big, I mean, which is right now, let's say Spotify, they were barely starting with with mobile, right? They were available on web. And remember that Spotify- Yeah, we, we forget, I mean, we, you know, that this was what, iPhone 3 at that time or iPhone- I mean, exactly, we started in 2010, the app store started. Remember a few months earlier this year, uh, it was at 10 years of the App Store. So in 2010, yeah. there were nobody who had done a mobile app. So when we were planning our Angami mobile app, it, there was, I mean, there was no, no other app that does like that. Clearly Spotify started before us, a mobile, but the point is we were not exactly focused on, on, on Spotify because our distribution model was totally different. Our business model with the label was totally different. Till that day, till today, our business model with labels is not the same as Spotify because we had learned the lessons of Spotify and we created a business innovation whereby our model would be different to deal with. And in terms of, so one, it was a distribution, the business, which was different. Till today, you can, you as an artist can go into an Amrami uh, artist interface and upload music directly to Angami or upload podcasts and all of that. Richard, uh, I'll, I'll reply to your question in a bit. Uh, so uh, that was, that is till this day not available in other music streaming services because we realized when we launched in 2012 that were, uh, that most of the artists in the Arab world were not distributing via proper labels who are integrated with supply chain on, on international music services or local or whatever. Local, there was only us, and they were not integrated. So we created our, our own artist interface to allow artists to upload their content, to promote their content, to get reports and all of that. And that is something that Spotify never had to do, obviously, because they're in a different environment. We created our own ad system 
that we launched later late last year uh, that allows our you know our own self-serve system that to add video ads, audio ads, display ads. Why? I mean, clearly that's not something you would want to do. But we created also multiple systems uh, that you wouldn't want to launch, like like a billing system. We have the only alternate. We call it alternate payment network that spans 36 mobile telco operators, plus a variety of local payment like Fauri and different uh, SCC Pay and so, ma so many different local payment systems uh, around the Middle East. And we do it ourselves or our own systems. We don't rely on aggregators. So coming back to your questions, we built what we think is essential to us which is how, how and when do you decide to build your own stuff versus using, I mean, building, building heavy tech, you know, or tech product within the product, which is, which is what you're doing is, is a lot of work and pretty complex. And a lot of this is many times available for you as off the shelf or via third party exactly. services that you can use. So, and, and founders struggle with that many times when in, in your business or in, in, in that journey, do you decide to drop something from using an external service to build it, building it in-house? At the beginning, we did everything external, simple. We relied on an external ad network. We really relied on an external payment network, which is called credit card, right? And Apple Store. And, uh, and you know, we relied on, on simply the labels delivering us the right material. Uh, we contracted, let's say, a push notification system. We contracted so many different uh, services, SaaS services, to build Amrami because we were focusing on building the core, which is the actual product. And you know, when I say product, we have an app on iPhone, on Android, on desktop, uh, Windows, Mac, uh, web, uh, LG TV, Samsung TV, PlayStation, Android TV, Apple Watch, Android Wear, and whatever. So really have a lot, Sonos, Alexa, so we, we have plenty. But once we started building that, we realized that our biggest problem is conversion. We're not converting enough people to pay. Why? Because people don't pay by credit card. We knew that. We knew that because you know we knew back at the days that Souk was having mostly cash on delivery and all of that, but we could not focus on building the tech of billing. But then we started, we realized that unless we have a big percentage of our user base able to pay by telco, then we're not going to grow. And since profitability is important for us, and we're spending, in certain cases, millions or, or maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars on external services. So basically, if I actually cut one service, I can actually hire much more engineers, simply if, if it's worth it. Or if I actually, in this particular case, build our own billing infrastructure, I can increase I can increase conversion significantly without changing anything else. So that's why we decided to build our own billing systems. It took us a lot of time, roughly probably five years, five years of grinding on with multiple telcos to be able to do what we can do right now. And that is a very complicated process. But this actually focusing on that thing alone increased our revenue significantly. I mean, by many, many hundred percent. So, so once you have enough volume, so basically you start, best way to start with, with you know, using as many external services as you can while your customer base is still low. And as you start having more customers, at that time, you should focus on your core, you know, exactly. add value add or product. And then exactly. once there's enough volume, you, you, you basically build that in-house and improve your margins uh, by cutting out the external service. Because th that you'll pay per customer or per user or per... Yes, exactly. So you, you're very right on that. So originally we wanted to build, we wanted to go out, but then we started wanting to... Uh, figuring out there's a lot of services that we're using that we, if we cut, we will we'll, uh, we'll increase profitability. And then if, if we cut, we can customize and make it better. Why deal with an aggregator if I want to direct relationship with the user, right? I, I, I don't want to go through third parties. It's like, like dealing with Apple or Google. You don't know who's, who's, who you're paying, right? And uh, who you're dealing with. It was very important to create that. 
Uh, so bit by bit, we created a lot of the services. And currently, you know, we use some SaaS services because we obviously have to. We don't want to reinvent everything. Uh, but, you know, at our scale, at the number of great engineers that we have, you reward your engineers by telling them, yeah, we're using an external, uh, uh, let's say, push notification system whereby we're paying $5,000 a month at least. Do it and get a bonus. Do it. I mean, I mean, and with our scale and with our expertise, yes, the engineer will actually end up doing and will actually uh, get a lot of profit, uh, increase our profitability by focusing on certain things. And we've done a lot of that. I don't recommend it for someone that's starting, but in our case, we really had a lot to do. Right now, in terms of tell, we we get over sixty percent of our revenue from uh, selling via operators. So operators as a payment method. If we did not have that, if we did not have that directly, I mean, we would be losing a lot or putting a lot, leaving a lot on the table. Not anybody can do it, but then when you want, you know, to grow the business, you would have to focus. Do you think that more SaaS uh, startups or companies should be built out? I think they're very low right now. Like out of the, all the startups in the region, SaaS is one of the lowest when compared with with in the US or other markets, SaaS is a pretty big chunk of, of the startups in the market. So one of the reasons that's that's actually quite bad for the region when you look at it as a whole ecosystem, because all this funding that's going into startups, everyone is spending so much on SaaS and other services that's being paid to the US or companies in Europe and other places. It's money actually leaving the region instead of being reinvested into, you know, a startup from the region building an, a notification, you know, uh, service that you can use or building a messaging service that you can use. Yes, exactly. And the point is, I come from Lebanon, probably the, the audience knows, but uh, what the audience does not know is that in Lebanon, we, we, we buy everything. So we don't create anything. So our pro production is very low, our industrial production. So for me, it's the same thing. Uh, I wanted to really spend it internally rather than spend it externally. So if we can build it internally, why do I have to, I mean, and it's, and if usually SaaS services ha have a huge markup, it makes sense for them. But with my technical expertise, why don't we actually focus? And eventually we might, you know, we might branch out a lot of the products we do in Anagami. So let's this week, Friday, we're having the first live concert on Angami with Amru Diab. Okay, so yeah, I saw, I saw, I heard about that. Yeah, yeah. So it was. I think they announced it yesterday. So to do that, we've built a system whereby we're doing live video. We've built it into entirely. We we uh, we don't do SaaS. We built it, but at the same time, you can chat while watching the artist while you know in the in the event. You can chat and talk. So there is presence of the users and they can chat. And also we've built it internally. And then we're launching in a few weeks another concert. Uh, it's going to be at the beginning of September. We're doing a concert uh, which would be called The Sound of Beirut. It's an event that would be close to four hours. Uh, it's The details are not out yet. So even saying four hours is not final, but it would be at least four hours. And there will be artists from all over the world that will be participating in this event. There would be international artists, very well known, and as well Arabic artists from Khalij, Egypt, Lebanon, and so on, that will be participating in that event for, for Beirut. This is an event whereby we're going to be asking simply people to donate for Beirut. Like, And you know, I applaud you to have that also in step in the, this uh, event. So basically, we've built that event, uh, that system entirely. And over the next months, we're launching uh, a feature that we've also been building, uh, which is uh, rooms uh, that you can listen to at the same time. So I will start playing music and you can join me and we can be all together playing music at the same time and we'll be able to chat or talk, talk like um, without video for now, but we can obviously add video yeah, at the same time. Audio is pretty big, actually. I've, I've been playing around with Clubhouse uh, mm -hmm. recently and it's... It's audio only. And actually, we've had yes. such like there's been rooms where some people were playing music, but Clubhouse is not built for that. So the way they play music is yeah. like I was doing it earlier. 
you would play on another device and and this but the sound quality is horrible exactly but people like so, it yeah yeah clear but that is what what we what we've built and what we're launching is is exactly the idea that i told you at the beginning we're building for anghami so we're building rooms that you so thought you can, about 10 years ago exactly so it took me that much time to launch what we wanted because perfection is an idea that you should ignore as i said ego go away and perfection goes away we're going to iterate bit by bit to reach what we wanted we could not have built this back in the days and we could have built it maybe 5 years ago but we would not have invested in machine learning that we've created or or so many different things that we've done now in 2019 was the time whereby we started focusing on a lot of social features people were saying why are we doing that because this because this feature that took us a year and a half building whereby you know we've built all internally yes all our engineers are based in lebanon and our engineers are different from others but yes you can you can teach people if they're smart you can teach them you can challenge them and you can get to that ability whereby we're creating a, uh, you, you know all those uh, whether it's a, at the concert or or the the live radio that we call whereby you can chat a talk at the same time and listen to music all of that has been built in house by iteration it's hard but you can do it and if we do it all f- what's important for me is to show uh, you know the 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 the, the use in the region don't don't say that you know anghami is doing that maybe spotify is better or cleaner or whatever i mean yeah clearly we're not perfect nobody's perfect i don't care about perfection perfection belongs to a different planet we iterate we want to create something whereby we're proud to say that we built it we did not rent it we did not white label it we did not whatever we that's built amazing it. yeah and you you are you can also do you can build build on top of us you can at least if you see what we've done and see if anghami did that we can do better than them yes that that be a challenge let build better than us it's fine we we are happy watching from the sidelines but it takes a lot to build something entirely from scratch and that's what i'm proud of my team i'm going to i'm going to ask you something that probably a lot of people would want to know when is anghami going to start writing big checks to podcast creators Uh, hello Richmond <laughs> and others yeah i mean soon. yeah it has to the first check has to go to me probably for for yeah, my yeah. <laughs> we will i mean okay so we believe in linear we believe in linear uh, a podcast can be linear and non linear so we by cre- but what we wanted is a platform we did not want i mean right now there's a lot of podcasts in anghami and it's going to grow the usage is growing and i'm very happy Uh, because we for us it's just an experiment uh audiobooks because richard asked is not something that we've really delved into i uh, i personally uh, listen to a lot of audiobooks but I, i it's it's much more complicated because it requires way more licensing and we're good in licensing but i have enough on labels so for me i wanted to anghami by creating the live radio it's a format it's a platform that enables anyone to create a radio Uh, so to create a podcast like right now we could have done that podcast whereby both of us are talking within anghami and you can listen to it linear at like let's say every thursday at 6 p.m. it could be and it could be retained for you to listen whatever you want on demand the point is we created the platform and we're launching that platform soon and then it makes sense for us to start riding on top of our platform allowing creators to monetize right so the point is not create just a platform but create a platform that can be monetized and in q4 our monetization tools are going to be launched for the live radio to enable anybody to create a podcast or uh, in real time on anghami whereby there will be people listening and asking question and engaging and you know we can pull uh, someone from the audience to answer a question or whatever you know we're not reinventing the wheel we're taking a, the radio format that that has been validated for many years right i mean i think over uh, the radio was launched over 100 years so yeah. basically we're taking that and we're making it to uh, to the middle east and we're to this particular generation i know this is something that some have attempted like uh, attempting right now like clubhouse but the way that we're doing it is somehow different i mean clubhouse are great at that thing and probably we're going to succeed pretty good or others but 
uh, and we're focusing on the reg region, we're focusing on localization, we're focusing on a lot of opportunities that were left on the table, and it would it's it's kind of different yeah. than what others are attempting. We might succeed, we might fail, but if we don't fail, we're going to learn nothing. So looking forward to learning anyway. Yeah, I mean, Clubhouse is, is they're still experimenting as well, right? It's still a very yeah. close, uh, I think it's about five, 6,000 people that are on the platform. Uh, one of the things that I, I'm skeptical about is it, you can see that people really want to uh, listen to conversations and sometimes they want to take part of conversations. Definitely want to network. Many people want to meet others. That's something that like us as humans, as social animals like, like to do. But what I've seen kind of, I'm curious about their numbers because I've noticed a little bit of drop in the engagement in terms of people actually creating the, con so people going in and creating rooms and leading the discussion. Because yeah. that requires a lot of energy. Like Twitter, for example, is a platform that requires more effort than other social networks, right? So honestly, and, and you I know, feel it, that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you're right. I mean, see, Twitter, I mean, it's easy. Everybody can tweet just about anything, uh, but a few can tweet something that would engage you. A few can tweet about stuff that they're built and they're growing and they tell you about the story, how they're doing. You know, there's a lot of solo entrepreneurs like Peter Levels, for instance, on Twitter that, that tweet a lot, but that tell you about how they're building in public, building in open. We don't have that culture in the Middle East. In Angami, we've, we're doing that. We, we don't talk as much on what we're building because we don't have the time. But we've launched a blog like only in during, uh, I've launched a blog really eight years in Anrami. It's called talks.anrami.com, where we're talking about what we're doing for once. And we're going to talk about the live radio by next week. The point is, uh, we're focused on building that sometimes we don't share about it. And at the same time, we grew thick skin because we realized that people are going to always tell you, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? Whatever. So... You, you have to grow uh, on top of that. So we believe that there will be two types of users using the live radio. There would be the influencers, the artists, the radio DJs that would create shows. Uh, and then those will not be so many, but there will, that would, they would exist, obviously. But at the same time, there will be a lot of people that will create intimate conversations. Like right now, me and you are friends uh, that would simply connect and see, just tell you what music I discovered this week or simply talk about my week while listening to music. And that would, and Rami, because being an audio-only platform that is based on music, engages people. So we created something called Music Match, which is a feature that would simply scroll crawl across your DNA and matches people who are closer to you based on geography and around yes. music that you like, music that you dislike. So the point is, as you said, we're human animals that want to meet others. So the original idea of Anrami, why was those rooms? Because we thought that people would meet around, along music that they would enjoy. And I actually figured out that people who hate the same things actually want to enjoy i mean it's much more important if both of us don't like that artist on then whether we like that artist because if we both like the same artist but one of us hate another one we're not going to enjoy a lot so uh, all of that is part of a social network around music that we're building so we're using music as connecting with people because you know when i was young i used to go to uh someone and ask him tell him Give me some music that you've enjoyed, and they'll create a mixtape, you know? And that yeah. was called DJ. I will buy a tape, literally, and I will create, craft a tape from, for someone that I love, for instance. And basically, people connect with each other, and they, they, they discover music from each other. In, in the 2000s, I mean, over the past 10 years, uh, music streaming services taught us that you should trust the algorithm. And I trust the algorithm because we've built a lot of algorithms. But what if we can also bring people, people on top of algorithms? So people and algorithms can work hand in hand. So 
it's not just about algorithms. It's about bringing people and algorithms. So I would actually want to enjoy someone who would actually be giving me music, would showing me music on Anrami because he's actually pretty good, let's say, in Arabic indie, like you were playing at the beginning. I would not know how to discover Arabic indie except by searching on Anrami and following a playlist and then waiting what Anrami would give me. But if I connect with a person that Anrami would recommend me because he likes, he's very good in Arabic indie, and I can ask him about that song. Who's Adonis? Why are they called Adonis? Because you were playing Adonis. And I, they can actually recommend me different music and we can talk and we can simply, you know, it's like, like the radio that we used to enjoy, like drive time radio, but you can never ask anything. You can never say, oh, what that song that I'm playing, uh, that, the user, that the DJ is playing, all of that would be, would flow in Anrami uh, because we've built the original infrastructure to allow you to do this. And that takes a lot, but we're happy. And we might fail, we might succeed, but the journey taught us a lot. Are, are you, percentage-wise, how much of Anrami is a technology company and how much of it is a content company? So we, yeah, I mean, I like to say that we're a technology company that built on top of music. So we're using music as a connector and to drive engagement. Uh, but, you know, eventually there's a lot of algorithm that we've built on Rami, a lot of infrastructure that we've built on Rami that you can swap music with something else and it will still work or focus music. But it's also always important to look at the, your team. Currently, we have probably 55% uh, of our team are engineers. That tells you how important en engineers are for, for, uh, for the company. But without the rest, we could not build Anrami, right? It would be a great tech company that, that has you know, blank stuff around it. Uh, but the experience of Anrami taught me that, you know, you have to empower people around stuff that they will enjoy. So as as create as users in Anrami, as engineers, we use Anrami. So we've built a, built, built a product, a music service, but we're using it. We're not selling diapers that we're not using. We're selling a product that's built around something that we use. So every day, one of our you know non-engineers might talk about something that he doesn't like or might propose something that he he and that would eventually be something that's important we're we we like to empower our team so that the team feel that they're building and we're building in public as a team so we're not as a team i mean those uh our team have has an interface whereby everything that we're building is run for everyone so we're a very transparent company everybody knows what we're building everybody knows uh, what works, what doesn't work, our experiments. And all of that teaches us, uh, the, the whole idea was that I, for, for a lot of people, I told them, don't do an MBA, don't go whatever, build an Anrami, you're going to learn a lot of the things that will enable you to do better. And I'm hopeful that, you know, after, you know, maybe after or whatever, there will be a day whereby a lot of those teams, those ace, aces that we have in Anrami are going to build uh, other companies and I can't wait to invest in them because I know that they've seen the bad things that we've done, the, the bad experiments, the bad, the failures, but they've seen also what works and they know that it's all always around the three things that I told you, business, product, and distribution. A lot of the times companies focus on one thing and ignore the two others and then fail. So, so to, to go back to, to my question and look at it maybe in a different way. So when you, when you see Spotify, for example, which is, you know, came into the region okay. recently and, yeah. you know, Spotify is, is going into uh, paying content creators, you know, the Joe Rogan, hundred million. Uh, yeah, the podcast model or in general, pay, yeah, paying creators mainly, which is a Netflix as well kind of model, which is paying putting big money and investment behind content uh, and, and premium content. How do you decide? I don't know if you've decided or not, or, but, but how would you as a founder kind of decide, you know, if you want to go down this, if this is the right way to go or no, stick to building technology platform that 
build the tools for creators to be able to monetize through ads or or different ways but you're gonna stay out of the you know paying creators to actually uh so let me answer that it's a it's a very interesting question and you're all spot on on a lot of things one thing that's important for us is that we learn from a lot uh, and you know there are experiments that you can do and experiments that you cannot do as as a founder in the middle east it's important to really have the you know your head on your shoulders to know what you can do what you cannot do so angami in total raised under just under 30 million 27 million dollars in, since inception and we've built that much why because we're in the middle east so we don't get drunk in what techcrunch i mean in articles on techcrunch whereby a small seed company might raise, I don't know, maybe $40 million and build a lot of things and throw money like Quibi, someone said, throw money, throw a billion dollars on content and then fail like Quibi. Uh, we uh, we know that we have, uh, I, I totally respect what Spotify have done as a product and the, the, the podcast model that they're doing makes a lot of sense for them. And it will even make sense for us, but... The Middle East is not exactly the Western world. People do not consume pot- as much podcast as in the Western world. Uh, why? Because people don't commute as much first. Okay, so uh, if you go to Europe, if you go to US, you see a lot of people commuting, uh, walking, uh, commuting by you know public transportation, and they're wearing um, headphones or AirPods or whatever. That's still not there in the region. So we're seeing podcast growing, uh, but not as much as... Uh, the Western world uh, because of commuting. And and whatever Spotify said, I think they did say that when COVID hit, podcasts took a lo- uh, took also a big hit because people couldn't commute. And we also saw how commuting changed uh, music consumption. And at the same time, pod- uh, podcast consumption. And, and that affected everybody across the world. Podcasts were hit because commute was hit. In our region, we have also bigger uh, things that Spotify cannot do. One, music creation. So Angami has created uh, music content. Spotify cannot do it because they can't uh, risk the big labels, the major labels uh, turning around them because how are you creating the music? You, I mean, obviously they cannot do that risk because, and they can create podcasts. In our part of the world, there isn't a big label, unfortunately. There is just no big label in the region that has a big percentage like Universal or Warner or Sony have in the U.S. So we can work with a lot of creators called artists to create content. We've created um, close to 100 songs uh, in Angami, right? We've produced a lot. We've co-produced. So that is something that Spotify cannot do. And that's what we started with. But... Then we said we want to create the ability, you know, to discover creators uh, for for podcasts for you know, uh, customly known as radio shows, and that is not the same thing as in the U.S. and the Europe, whereby there are big uh, hits like you know, like Joe Rogan and others that you can simply transform into podcast. So we wanted to create a platform, and that is the live radio, whereby we will work to actually hopefully discover and push people in, uh, push people who are from media into creating podcasts and we will fund yes you wanted that we will fund podcast we will fund creators to create their own podcasts create their own we'll call them live radio shows on angami that will be linear kind of like apple music radio shows that will be linear but you can consume on demand and we're going to allow them to monetize it because it's not about just creating shows. It's creating shows that can be monetized because unlike Spotify, unlike TechCrunch, we don't have millions of do- uh, hundreds of millions of dollars invested in content. So we wanted to create a platform whereby people can create their shows, but also monetize uh, their shows individually. And us at Angami will monetize a few because we will not be able to you know, throw as much money as Spotify, but we will monetize a few. We're working already with a few uh, artists and I mean, few people to uh, on that uh, particular topic. And we're gonna be working on more as the live radio product launches. 
So yes, we're talking, we're taking a very different road than Spotify. Part of it is going to be linear. A lot of it is not going to be linear. Uh, a lot of it is going to be as creating content for music, but also content via our platform that we've created that is not similar to Spotify. We have different bets because we understand localization. We understand that there's a lot, still a lot of money in radio across the Middle East. And by creating a platform for radio shows to move onto digital, we're going to be able also to move advertising dollars onto, onto that. And there will be a lot that, of That will be uh, through your ad platform, right? The new ad platform. Exactly, exactly. So if we don't build our own ad platform and our own live radio product, it's going to be hard to tell, you know, to, to scale the, the, the podcast model, the radio model. So I will tell someone, create one show, two shows, three shows, but then again, I can put some money into one show, two, three, four, ten, but eventually, how does that scale? To scale yeah. in the platform, to scale platform means ad product, payment product, uh, uh, live show, live, uh, you know, show product, and all of that have be, are be, uh, have been or are being built all, almost entirely in Angami. So, so through your like, ad uh, product, uh, for example, is it going to be accessible for small businesses or only for media yeah. agencies? So like as a no. step, for example, if you want to book, you know, ads yeah. on, on Angami, we'll be able to do it directly ourselves through your ad platform? Yes, of course. We're going to be opening that. Uh, because we've built a platform and we work with, you know, we work with Shwari DNS, which is our, uh, our aggregate, I mean, our, uh, I don't know, I'm forgetting the, the term, I'm sorry for that. Our partner on that, our advertising partner, this is the most important, but we've built a product uh, with, uh, you know, that can be used for anybody because we want the long tail. We, with our partner, we're working on, you know, the big agencies and all of that. But the long tail, a, a small customer that's building his own, uh, you know, startup, and they want to reach Angami people, and maybe they want to actually use Angami as a payment method because it's very hard for them to be able to scale subscription across the Middle East by credit card. Why not use Angami as a NAT platform and as a payment platform at the same time? All of those are stuff that we're working on. It's hard, but you know. Uh, we know that we're when you localize for the region, it's not just put uh, right to left and put some words in Arabic and all of that. You need to build uh, for the people in the region, and build for the people in the region means have having bigger bets. Having how, how would the payments work? The subscriptions you mentioned, like if I, is it for creators, they can charge. Yes, but, I mean okay. this is very important. It's not uh, you know podcasts. Right now, rely on you know a few ads you know that are embedded in the MP3 of the podcast. That's cool, but that's not how it, you can scale the business. To scale the business, you need to actually empower empower creators to have ads that would be comparable to any Instagram ad or anything. But at the same time, why not maybe charge for a creator session, right? To charge for a certain podcast. Uh, or charge for a certain session whereby you're learning, right? I mean, I learned tons from buying books, from listening to audiobooks and podcasts and so on. I would love to be able to learn more uh, via uh, via certain uh, certain people, and all of that is going to be possible. Why why don't why can't I have a subscription to a service? Why should con- why should podcast be totally free? It's you know like Dithering.fm. I don't know if you know Dithering of uh, the 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 podcast, this is a pro. You, you pay for it, right? But the, the, the people that made Dithering can afford to make all that infrastructure, all of that. But why can't others build something like that? Yeah, that, need, that culture is, is, is missing. I'm not sure how much you've seen it grow and, and from you know your own subscription, but I think because of piracy and all of that, the Middle East, we're used to getting content for free. I mean, if you think of Step as, you know, we, we are content creators, we create content through our events. And when we, we actually sell better than many others in the region in terms of tickets uh, that we sell. But in general, compared to conferences in Europe or in the US with the price range and, you know, everything else, we sell less compared to those because generally the culture, like you're saying, 
people should pay for content because content for content creators to be able to do more content and better content they need to get paid in some way other than advertising because advertising now is you know advertisers focusing on leads or whatever and different things uh but have you seen that improve over like the last 10 years because you've witnessed the whole cycle of yes of course so the point is simple uh we've seen a lot of things happen on Amrani and you know when we took a first bet that you can you can sell subscriptions uh, and you people are going to pay for the sub- for music you know everybody thought you cannot do that we clearly proved that you can do that and we clearly are taking the long bet that there are more ways to monetize content than what it is right now currently right now as an anamgami even you either monetize by you know you pay uh, to for a subscription or we monetize free users by ads those were the two models of monetization Uh, and this is currently what Spotify, for instance, does. We believe there are more ways to monetize. Uh, we believe there are more ways to create revenue than just those two ways. And this is what we're working on. And I can't wait to show all of that in the next quarter. The point is, people are willing to pay uh, pay for their create for certain creators. We've seen that happen all over the world. In, in the region, we have a, just a small percentage, um, a smaller percentage than, than anywhere else, but it's growing because I've seen people, I mean, I've seen the growth in paying subscriptions. And, you know, I'm, I'm very proud to say that we, we have a significant amount of people who pay us and actually 75% of our revenue comes in from people paying subscriptions not advertising 75% comes in from people directly paying for music which is impressive for me but yeah, huge, I mean, yeah. there are more ways you know as a, you know as, when you look at you know a mall a mall uh, does not rely on people going uh, to the mall to just buy i mean just buy let's say um, clothes they rely on that people are going to go to the mall to watch movies Uh, but then maybe we're going to the movie, they're going to buy popcorn, they're going to buy a burger, they're going to buy a bag or whatever. In terms of, as a media platform, we've, we have a lot of users coming day in and day out to Anrami, and we're only asking them to get a subscription. That's one ask. That's kind of weird. When you look at physical world, there is no, nothing, no outlet that tells you buy one thing, one thing alone. And if you buy that one thing, that's it. There's nothing else you can buy from me. Yeah, just imagine you go, yeah. yeah, just imagine you go to anything, you, you to any physical shop, if you buy one thing, that's it. I have nothing else to offer you. There's a lot more to be experimented. China and has uh, done a lot to prove that you can pay for something else and that you can, but it's all a scarcity thing. We've, I think the biggest investment we've done in the region is education. We've educated a lot of people on paying for content. When we launched in 2012 and asked people to pay to get access to music, to be able to uh, download or whatever, people were laughing and people were like saying that, okay, I'm going to pay you the first month $5. I'm going to download the 1,000 song. Next month, I, I own those songs. They did not realize that, you know, it's a recurrent model. We've invested in education. So when Netflix yes. came, I'm sure Netflix uh, benefited because people were, you know, were I'm paying that, yeah. before. And when Spotify came, they benefited and all of that. And we've benefited. It's a two-way street. But there's still a lot of other ways that a lot have not experimented with. And I want to experiment. Why not? Yeah, will you go into into other markets that are similar to the Middle East, or do you feel you're more an Arab company like Pakistan or uh, other uh, markets in Africa? Yes. Do I want to? Yes. Do, is it the right time? What's stopping no. you? Uh, honestly, I think this is when you go back to focus. The the question you asked. So we're focusing because we we cannot at the same time focus on so many different things that we're doing in the region. Because as I said, we've built a lot of things that other music services don't have to do. 
uh, like you know, like the live radio or like the ad platform or like the billing platform, like so many things. But at the same time, we want to, we believe we uh, increasing ARPU, increasing the average return per user is something that no other music service is, is, is focusing on. Yeah. We want to grow our uh, uh, in the region because you know, as a media platform, you like step, we're a media platform. Uh, we currently we're doing music. We started music. We started with ads and so many things. We can do more, uh, and uh, we can't currently with our current resources scale vertically and horizontally. Maybe there would be a day that would come. What what do I need? I need way more money to to do more. And but I I think I would fail way more if I start going. Uh, to different region and at the same time launching different products. We have to focus on one thing, either horizontal or vertical. I think how, we're, how, we're just... how many of the, I don't know if you have the number or not, but how many of the Arab uh, population uh, percentage is still not on? I feel like they're either on a streaming platform, everyone else is on YouTube, right? Probably YouTube is yes, like exactly. your big... YouTube is just piracy, if you want to call it whatever. I think the number of people paying for music services in the region is is in at most five percent, right? It's very low. So our growth is over there. So it's not like am I competing with Spotify or or others? No, I'm competing with piracy. I'm competing with people who think that you know uh, uh, YouTube is the way that you're going to listen to music, and this is how you know you can put YouTube, use data, and put it just in the front, and that's how what music is. Yes, it's great to start on YouTube, but eventually you're going to move out of YouTube. And this is where what, you know, uh, our bet is on. Uh, I, I think Spotify came to the region and clearly they started first to compete with Angami. And they're probably they're, uh, they're, you know, most wor- worthwhile competitor right now. Uh, but I do think that all of us and Spotify are just facing a giant called piracy and anything else is just uses. I mean, everything else is powder in the eye. I mean, I'm focusing on piracy and I think it, there's still a lot that we can do in the region. And we're leading and we're still going to be Yeah, you're doing an everyday an amazing job at this. Uh, we ran out of time, unfortunately. I can go on for hours. Uh, thank you very much. Such an honor to have you. Uh, thank you for having me. Thank. I mean, I hope a listener is going to take Take us on on everything that we're doing. Try to um, test us and see how we're getting better with time. And you know, uh, do better than us. That's much more important. Let's all learn from everybody. Uh, you know, from everybody's building in the region and try to figure out how can we do something that would be sustainable. Definitely. Thank you very much, Ali. Thank you, Ray, and thanks for everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye.